You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. In traditional open surgery, a physician often makes a long incision and possibly extends it to visualize the anatomy. In comparison, a one centimeter incision is made using a surgical robotic system to perform the same operation. This can have many advantages as well as significantly reducing the infection rate. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, Professor of Surgery at the Chicago Medical School, and with me today is Ryan Rhodes, Senior Director of Intuitive Surgical, a surgical robotic company in Sunnyvale, California. Welcome, Mr. Rhodes. Thank you. I'm glad to join your program. Today we are discussing the Da Vinci Robotic Surgical System, how it is currently being used, and the issues surrounding its medical applications. Ryan, when do you use the surgical robotic system Da Vinci in clinical use? Well, the Da Vinci today is being used in uh, a wide range of procedures in multiple specialties. Uh, in urology, of course, for radical prostatectomy, for kidney surgery, for bladder surgery, uh, in general surgery, um, many applications are focused around the stomach and the small, large intestine, cancer applications, uh, as well as uh, indications for, for benign conditions, uh, and in, also in gynecology for women who have cancer, endometrial cancer, cervical cancer, ovarian cancer, uh, and even in benign ind indications as well as in operative gynecology, and the other areas in cardiac surgery. Uh, commonly, those are the areas today where the system is being used. We spoke about before the advantages being visual and dexterity. In what way do those advantages play a part in urologic surgery, such as prostatic surgery, gynecologic surgery, thoracic surgery, and the other disciplines you mentioned? Well, it's clear uh, the goal in surgery, ob obviously, is to deliver a high-quality operation to the surgical patient. In many operations, being able to see the target anatomy well, the planes of dissection well, and be able to perform these with absolute precision, that's what the robotic system delivers. Also, in complex surgery where the anatomy must be reconstructed, brought back together in a proper anatomical state, the robot allows surgeons to suture and do complex maneuvers related to reconstruction. Will I be using the Da Vinci system for laparoscopic cholecystectomies? Well, today you could, and it is used in certain centers for those types of procedures, though that would be a very simple operation for the robot. Many people like to apply the robotic system to simple operations to get better used to the technology. And in fact, that is part of the training protocol for some centers. Uh, by understanding the technology and becoming unconscious with it, it makes it easier to progress to more difficult or more complex operations. In the United States today, where is the da Vinci used the most? Specifically, what discipline? Right now today, uh, in urology for radical prostatectomy for men who have prostate cancer, that would be the number one indication right now. The fastest growing category in operative surgery would be in the area of gynecology. In gynecological applications such as hysterectomy, that would be the fastest growing segment right now today. How does a surgeon who has been trained traditionally with open technique and laparoscopic technique in these various disciplines learn how to use the surgical robotic da Vinci system? 
have a number of training centers around the United States, and we have some outside of the U.S. as well. And surgeons and operative teams, that is the surgeon, maybe a nurse or tech or anyone who would be involved in delivery of the operation, can go to one of these centers for training. Uh, they are trained on use of the Da Vinci system, and through surgeon-led programs, they get acclimated with the approach to the anatomy and some of the basic maneuvers that are uh, directed uh, in those types of procedures. Are there any guidelines set up now by hospitals or the American College of Surgeons or organizations like those that talk about credentialing on who can do this and when you can do it and do you need proctors? That's an interesting question. It seems today that no one can necessarily agree on the exact standard that would be mandated for every institution. So most hospitals today mandate some level of training. They mandate some level of proctoring, uh, that is having a surgeon, an experienced surgeon, come and watch or visually uh, be involved in the operation for their first couple of cases. I think some of the governing bodies like the American College of Surgeons or the American Urology Association, et cetera, are looking for uh, developing guidelines in general for different types of surgeries, even outside of the realm of robotics. Our thought is that over time, and there's some theory, that the robotic systems will have the ability to do more in the area of being credentialed in the sense that they could be established in a way that you could test actual surgeons uh, through the robotic system, but that is yet to be explored. When we get an informed consent for surgery, Ryan, and we plan to do the da Vinci robotic system, do we need a special informed consent? I'm not sure exactly what the practice parameters are around that. Typically, if I'm not mistaken, most people uh, are know about the robotic procedure, certainly in advance, that the operation will be performed with the da Vinci system. Uh, in many cases, patients have demanded or, or traveled to that institution for that particular type of procedure. So I would think it might be mentioned in the consent form, though I'm not a medical professional, so I'm not sure exactly the verbiage that's accepted today. How many robotic prostatectomies have been done to date in the United States? Well, the operation dates back to the year 2000. Uh, that was the first operation was in Germany. May of that year, and the first operation in the United States was in November. Today, many thousands have been performed. Uh, it has been projected that 60% of the surgical market, that is the surgical removal of the prostate gland in the United States, will be performed by use of the da Vinci surgical system this year, 2007. And what about the other specialties, such as cardiac surgery, gynecology, general surgery? Many of those areas are growing equally, uh, though certain applications, of course, are growing faster than others. Uh, cardiac surgery, the area of mitral valve surgery, uh, the area of revas surgery where the patient is spared a sternotomy. Uh, we're further developing those operations uh, in and around the U.S. and certainly outside the U.S. From a surgeon's perspective, what are the things that a surgeon likes best about the surgical robotic da Vinci system? sure they would probably all agree that they like to be in a comfortable seated position uh, and in an ergonomically correct position while they operate. Uh, as noted, the operative console allows the surgeon to sit down and, as mentioned, their hands and eyes are in direct alignment. Uh, their back is straight and their, uh, a lot of their weight is rested on their elbows. 
So they are very comfortable when they operate. Many surgeons today comment on that routinely. Uh, and the fact that they can do very complex operations uh, over long periods of time and not have the surgical fatigue uh, that is present in conventional open surgery or conventional laparoscopic surgery. On the other side of the coin, what's the most challenging aspect to a surgeon in learning the da Vinci system? Well, one thing that comes up many times is the lack of some tactile sensation uh, that you get with a robotic system. Uh, we hear that a fair amount. Uh, there's lack of the feel, the, the exact sense of touch you would get with conventional surgery. However, most surgeons who use the system routinely will tell you that the vision system, uh, the fact that you can see in high-powered 3D, allows you to directly overcompensate for that. And in fact, that you still get sensory perception uh, during the procedure. Uh, but that would be probably initially the one thing that challenges surgeons, but they quickly get over it and are, are get very accustomed to use of that. Now, the, the traditional surgical principle has always been see one, do one, teach one. Is this similar in the da Vinci surgical robotic process where one surgeon who becomes facile at this technique then actually teaches his colleague, and that's how the training process continues? Yes, pretty much today it works that way. Uh, there today are a number of uh, other ways that surgeons can additionally enhance their training. Um, the robotic system, again, can be used in a dry skills environment, and people you know, use that hands-on a lot. Uh, the other is watching uh, live robotic surgery. Uh, one of the nice benefits of robotic surgery is when you watch it, the operative field is very controlled, uh, the tremor is filtered, so it's, it's an easy operation to watch for surgeons wanting to learn the procedure. But to your point, yes, that's, a, that's typically what they do today. One difference, though, would be that many centers today, uh, at least in the academic realm, are beginning to invest uh, with the robotic technology and make sure that they're training the surgeons of tomorrow, that is the residents and maybe the fellows that are at that institution. When we started doing laparoscopic surgery, the learning curve was rather steep, and it took us a while before all surgeons became comfortable. What about the learning curve with the surgical robotic da Vinci system? The learning curve for most operations tends to be shorter. However, it really depends on the individual surgeon. Uh, knowing the anatomy, as you would in any operation, is vitally important. Uh, knowing that anatomy well, and then, of course, using the system to allow you to increase precision and control would help, ideally, shorten those complex operations. Really, it is surgeon-dependent, but we do hear very routinely that surgeons like the ability to perform complex surgery but are not willing in, with conventional surgery to go through a long learning curve. Da Vinci does and has been documented to shorten the learning curve in a number of operations. In many operations done laparoscopically for general surgery, we use our assistant, whether it be another surgeon, a surgical resident, or a surgical assistant or the nurse, to hold laparoscopic equipment and to retract. If the surgeon is using the da Vinci system and he needs an assistant, how is that done? Well, the system itself has the ability to control first the camera system, so nobody needs to hold the camera during the operation. Surgeon has control of that with the robot. So that takes one key element off the table, so to speak. 
The other is that the surgeon has control up to three operative arms, very different than conventional surgery where you basically have your left and right arm. You have an additional arm that can be used actively or passively through the operation. So that also helps eliminate the need for an assistant. So the assistant's role in many cases is providing retraction, introducing uh, surgical needles and sutures, and or providing suction during the procedure. So it, it does make it easier on the assistant for many operations. I want to thank Mr. Ryan Rhodes, Senior Director at Intuitive Surgical, a surgical robotics company in Sunnyvale, California. And we have been discussing surgical robotics. I am Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, Professor of Surgery at the Chicago Medical School, and you have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, please send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.